Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Just in a pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm host Patricia Downs. I'm another host, Patricia Downs. And today we're going to be talking about season four, episode nine. I know what you did last summer. But first, how are we doing? Pretty good. I had something prepared for this opening. Oh, oh did you forget it? <laughs> I didn't forget the, the things I want to talk about. Okay. But I did have a cheat sheet that I forgot. Um. So I'm doing this off memory. And I, I know I can. I just if I lose my train of thought, we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. So, listeners. I made. <laughs> I realized recently that I made a grave error. Oh no! It's not bad. <laughs> it struck me. <laughs> Lightning struck my brain. What is that an apostrophe? I think you mean an epiphany. Lightning has just struck my brain. Well, that must hurt. So, if we go back in our podcast time <laughs> machine. <laughs> Season one oh of Supernatural. Oh. Remember back to 2021 when no. we were watching Somewhere in the Summer of 2021. We started recording June. Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. Was, and the, then was our first. Our first upload day. was July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. so, somewhere in the late spring to early summer 2021. What? Season one, episode six. Do we remember off the top of our head? No! Faith was 12. 12. Episode 6 How do you guys remember this? It's iconic. Skin. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Mushy. Was it something... Because I, I edited that episode. I edited it up to no, 12. No. It wasn't about editing. Okay. 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 It was something okay. that I'm, I I'm free said. And clear. I'm free and clear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you're in the clear. You're you didn't right. know what was going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if we recall, back to season one, episode six. Barely. <laughs> Skin. Mm-hmm. Directed. John... Nope. <laughs> no, he wrote it. Chia? Nope. <laughs> John John Siobhan wrote it. Yes. Directed. Was it Kim Manners? Don't guess. It was Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna start saying names I know. Because <laughs> it's not a regular. Sarah? It's not What's a regular. Right? So it was Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Known supernatural director. It was Robert Duncan McNeil. That sounds familiar. From Listen. So, <laughs> Star Trek. Yes. So Robert Duncan right. McNeil, his biggest Star Trek role is playing Tom Paris in Voyager. Right. One of the main characters through all of the series of Voyager. Tom Paris's backstory is that he graduated Starfleet Academy when he was assigned to his first post on the USS Exeter, his first mission with the ship. He is piloting a shuttle and there's an accident, which results in the death of three Starfleet officers. He was scared that this incident would lose him his commission. So in his fear, falsify the records. His cover-up was successful. He was going to just get off with like a slap on the wrist maybe, but his guilt made him confess. When he confessed, he was dishonorably discharged from Starfleet. To put this all into context, like his dad is an admiral. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a nepotism baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> after Tom Paris is dishonorably discharged from Starfleet after this accident, he spends at least like a year just kind of drinking himself uh, in his mm-hmm. troubles away in Marseille. In like some, mm. some bar that he used to frequent during Academy Days, a familiar place in Marseille. He's approached by Chakotay. Chakotay is, at this point in the story, a leader in the Maquis, a terrorist group. Mm. Terrorist in quotes. They can't see you do finger quotes. I'm, t- I'm telling Bridget it's terrorist yeah. in quotes. Quote, quote. 
wink, wink. He's recruiting Tom Paris to be in the Maquis. So he joins. He goes on and on his first mission with the Maquis, he gets captured by Starfleet. And they're like, are you kidding me? He's tried and convicted and sentenced to do time in a like penal colony in New Zealand. Great. Great, right? Great. Great that we're still putting prisoners in like that, Australia and New that's, Zealand. And, that's still a thing. Yeah. Great. In the future future. It would have made sense to be like, and you're sentenced to, to a moon yeah. or Deep Space Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to send you to the space mall where, where they can't get the hot water to work like this. Yes. While he's there doing time, Captain Catherine Janeway comes to visit him. That's the start of the Voyager story. Okay. What does because... this have to do with Supernatural? <laughs> no, okay, listen. So, Robert Duncan McNeil, the pilot who got who went yeah. to prison in New Zealand, Is that directed, it? A, directed no. okay. an episode of Supernatural. Because I'm like, that's a bit of a long... <laughs> So, on our episode that we recorded about season one, episode six, Skin, you were like, oh, Robert Duncan McNeil is a director. I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? I know him. And you're like, he's a, like, Star Trek director. He's a Star Trek guy. He was in Scroll, 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 Voyager? I haven't seen that. I think at that point, I was watching Voyager with Steven. And I was like, oh my god, like, making these connections, connecting the dots. I explained in that episode. I'm like, he plays Tom Paris. Yeah, I'm like, you start the whole thing <laughs> over again. So, Tom Paris. <laughs> and this is the story the old man told it was a dark and stormy night. The old man had a story to tell. And this is the story the old man told. It was a dark and stormy night. But what I also said was that Tom Paris mm-hmm. is also in one episode of Next Gen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Next Generation. He's in yes. The First Duty, which is... <laughs> 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 I like that laugh. <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where Picard makes that emphatic speech to Wesley, who's in the academy at this time. The first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth. It is scientific <laughs> truth or historical truth or personal truth. It's a guiding principles of which Starfleet is based. If you can't find it within yourself to stand up, tell the truth, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. Wesley is on a squadron. With the, like the cool kids. The yes. E- the evil kids. Evil kid. Played by Robert Duncan McNeil. Is it Tom? (laughs) So Evil Kid is the leader of this flight squadron. There are four other cadets, including Wesley Crusher. Like the day before commencement, there's a flight training accident with this squadron. One out of the five cadets dies. Mm -hmm. The other four emergency transport out. Mm -hmm. They have to answer to an inquiry of like the superintendent of like Starfleet Academy to explain what happened. They claim that they were doing a basic like maneuver and that the kid who died started to break formation because he was scared. Like the collision was his fault. They're like, so you, you say you were doing this Jaeger loop, this mm-hmm. maneuver. And they're like, we have satellite pictures of you doing the Jaeger loop. When you're doing a Jaeger loop, like you're in uh, the like diamond slot formation. And they're like, yes. And they're like, so right after you did the Jaeger loop, you were in that diamond slot formation. And they're like, yes. And they're like, so we have this picture of you guys right after not the Jaeger the loop. Di- <laughs> and you're not in the diamond slot formation. Can you explain? And they're like, uh, no, the data must be faulty. What is the twist? Find that wrong here. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so the satellite picture was correct. They okay. were not actually in the formation that they said they were in right mm-hmm. after the Eager Loop. They attempted something called a Colbert Starburst. It's a very dangerous maneuver that was banned at Starfleet because mm-hmm. it's so dangerous. And the last time it was attempted, more than 100 years ago, all five cadets died. <laughs> the leader of this squadron, he coerced the team to do it, and one of them died. Picard and the team on the Enterprise find this out. They analyze the data. They figure out this is probably what happened. So Picard confronts Wesley. His ultimatum is like, either you tell the truth or I'm going to tell the truth to the whole inquiry. So the last day of the inquiry, the whole panel of cadets led by, you know, they look to their leader and he's like, we've said all we need to. And 
and they're just going to get like a slap on the wrist reprimand on their permanent records. Right as the inquiry is ending, Wesley stands up and says like, actually, we're all lying. This like, is what Nark. happened. He does have big narc energy. Fucking snitch. <laughs> <laughs> After that, they find out that the leader took full responsibility and said that he coerced everybody on the team. That he wanted to take full responsibility for everything like that. It was all his fault that nobody else should be like in trouble for this. So he got expelled basically right before he was going to graduate. The only reason any of this is important is because Robert Duncan McNeil played the leader of this flight squadron. Mm-hmm. Right. He yep. has a very similar backstory yeah. to Tom Paris. The name of the leader of Nova Squad was Nick Locarno, not Tom Paris played by the same actor, they based Tom Paris's character off of Nicola Carno as a template for a character, and they auditioned tons of people, and they couldn't find anyone they liked more <laughs> than Robert Duncan McNeil for that role. <laughs> so, like, so they took that character, and they put it in the context of Voyager, Copy-paste and me. they said... And they said, nope, this isn't the same person. We're not going to make that connection. And, like, yeah. Like, Instead, we are now going to open up this story. The al- you know, alternate realities or reasons why they would look the same or be well, the same person. Well, or... I mean, just the simple explanation is that what that they've opened up is this happens all the time. Yes. Yeah. Is they have zero control. The corruption and the lying that... Yeah, they were like, going to get away with it as cadets. He, he got, got away, away with it. it. Like, what what this opens up that, like, no, this is a totally different person. Yeah. And it had, like, the same thing that happened. This happens all the time is what this is what this storyline opens up. It happens all the time. All of that, what I said during our episode we recorded about season one, episode uh, six, Skin, was that Robert Duncan McNeil played Tom Paris and that Tom Paris was oh. the kid from mm. First Duty. Okay. So okay. I was like a little wrong. Well, I mean, I bet a bunch close. of people I was close enough, but also... How did you find this out? So I've been watching Next Gen. I've been re-watching it. This is the first time I've seen that episode since probably one of the last times I rewatched Next Gen. Which is and funny. I just rewatched it recently and I was and like... And it jogged the memory for you? Yes. Wow. That that's I, crazy. I'm like, that I, I said the wrong thing. That's crazy. Do you I, don't I don't remember, remember anything I say. <laughs> anything I say. Say. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> listening to the recordings, I'm like, did I say that? I mean, it, obviously I said it, but I don't remember saying that. <laughs> So I just felt, I, I was watching First Duty a, like a week or two ago, and I felt like a big dumb idiot. <laughs> Stuff like that happens all the time. I say shit that probably is wrong. Probably 90%. All priests become saints. <laughs> all, priests, all priests and nuns. <laughs> all priests and nuns are saints. <laughs> but, when they die, they all become saints. Yeah, but at least that's like funny. This was just like, I said something, and I said it was like a fact. And you're like, all right. I, so, I was like, sure, because yeah. I haven't seen Voyager. But the only I don't reason think I felt like. test you except crazy Star Trek nerds. Yeah, but like then we put up the add-on on Greatest Gen, and then we got a bunch of new listeners. Well, then that's on them, because they we're didn't dumb. email us. Yeah, you didn't email us to tell, tell us, us that, we're that we're big dumb idiots. You skipped to season two, didn't you? <laughs> and didn't listen to our poorly, we don't have poorly our edited drops. first season. We don't have our fun drops. We were boring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we got a message on Instagram. Really? We got a new follower who immediately sent us a message or a comment on our story. Okay. The message said, you're back. Ah, I was like, yes! He's back! I was like, are you are you a listener? Like, oh like thank you so much for your interest in our in our little podcast. So this person, I don't know if they saw the auto download, you know, maybe, and then like found us on Instagram, followed us, and then sent this message. And why aren't you following us before? (laughs) I'm, I'm kidding. I keep. I keep. I keep. I keep. I'm sorry. That wasn't me. That was someone else. <laughs> oh, the fourth host is fucking. The, the, rat, the fourth the sibling. <laughs> 
rack on that though. All yeah. started talking. No. She's bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> the rat king is bitchy. An alter ego for you. The yeah. Your alter ego, the <laughs> rat king. <laughs> she is <She's> bitchy. bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah, said thank you, like little response. And then they said they've been listening since the ad on Greatest Gen. Okay. But uh-huh. they're like, oh, I've, I started listening after your ad was read on Greatest Gen. I have not seen Supernatural and I do not intend to, but I'll Okay. <laughs> All right. I, but no. But, but I love your podcast. And I was like, I think there's an entire that's, demographic that's of a, That's our demographic is people who have never seen Supernatural and have no, no intention to watch Supernatural. Well, either that or people that Or who did. haven't seen it in years. And are not watching along. And are not watching along. Like, oh, I remember that. Or like, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. remember that. But so yeah. that's our two of our... I think Supernatural fans who watch Supernatural like you watch Star Trek, not our demographic. Yeah, <laughs> Who just put it on? You will watch fans. it over and over. Right. Who watched it as it came out, season one through 15. Through 15. I do not think that is our demographic. No. I think our demographic is largely people who have never seen Supernatural. Because they think of it fondly in memory. And that, for that for that group, but also yeah. the group of people who are like, oh, I heard about this thing from pe- from people I trust, uh, Ben and Adam from Greatest Gen, and um, you know, <laughs> Thought I'd check it I'm out. I'm not gonna watch Supernatural. I'm not gonna watch it, cool. but like also, <laughs> I like your show, <laughs> and I'm gonna make an effort to follow your Instagram, respond to your story, and say you're back. Happy, like, nice. happy to have you. You don't have to watch Supernatural to listen <laughs> no. to our show. And I think that proves it, right? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I think is so great. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, this is probably a better experience than actually watching the show. Oh, I'm just bold claim. Just thank you, thank you. Well, and see, it's and a wrecking. <laughs> That's what the wrecking says every time. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it retreats back into the wall. <laughs> But wait, we were talking the other day. I think we still have five stars on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. but on Spotify we, we have, have four point two. Which five means, reviews, so which one of them is beautiful. <laughs> She's enchanting. <laughs> you can't Whoa. say that about people. And, that. I can't. No, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. Well, it just makes me wonder, like, if our podcast reached a listener who's a, super a supernatural fan. watcher. Yeah. And it's like, this podcast is sucks. <laughs> <laughs> These guys don't know what they're talking about. Because they about. don't know what they're talking about, clearly. <laughs> I'm, we got not a good The show. supernatural expert is someone that watched it when it was coming out, like, 10 like years ten ago. Like, 10 years ago. <laughs> And you're like, I and think I this happens since. later. Maybe season five. They're like, actually, it's season eight. Um, <laughs> this person. Um, actually, <laughs> you got it wrong. Well, we know we don't have those listeners in our audience because no All one right. emailed us about the Star Trek mistake. Yeah. And we know that there's a good chunk of our listeners that who are bigger Star us. Trek fans than Supernatural fans. Yeah. The, the Fishes of Glasses, I'm actually kind of fan would be like the, the the fan that corners you. And name asks, three. Name three songs of this band you said you like. Yeah. Really, if you really like this. Name three supernatural episodes by title. Name Not three minor characters and the actors who played them. Oh, Jerry Badalicky. Just like No, minor characters. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> the director. <laughs> I guess he's not his name. He's technically a character because he plays a huge role in making the episodes come to life. This person has already left. <laughs> They're like, oh, you clearly don't know anything. You don't know anything. You call him G. <laughs> 
I was just gonna say, I don't know if we'll find out in the next episode or like why the title is the title. I know what you did last summer. Is that a movie or a song? Or? Movie and a book? book based on a book. Because it's, 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 a... it's like a kind of 80s like slasher about like that like mm-hmm. kids get into an accident and then they cover it up. Oh my god. <laughs> So I guess it is. I was going to say, it's like very like, oh, I know what you did last summer. Like, well, a couple summers ago, we talked about Robert Duncan McNeil. (laughs) (laughs) I know what we did a couple summers ago. (laughs) I like that one because it's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I don't know if the title has much to do with the episode. I don't. Mm. It doesn't really with the plot of the of the movie or the book because it's a slasher. Right. Of about, like about kids covering up an accident. an accident in which okay. someone died. So speaking of <laughs> knowing what you did a summer <laughs> in the past. <laughs> speaking of knowing about what you talked about <laughs> the summer the previous to now. <laughs> Let's jump into season four, episode nine. I know what you did last summer. So our writer today, Sarah Gamble. Oh, good. We haven't I seen her in a while. I kind of tell by all of the words that they used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bitch. Whore. <laughs> Skank. Slut. Cut. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, can I say um, that? <laughs> the, the last time we saw her, uh, she wrote the episode about the rising of the witnesses. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. So, so consistency yeah, yeah. is director, like the direct plot kind of stuff. Our director Charles Beeson directed, notably, Sin City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the church window. Then. We visit a church in this episode. Oh, yeah, Remember in yeah. Sin City, there's that, that framed shot with the big church window? I don't right know. Right at the beginning yeah. of the episode. The, 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 the guy comes to the priest. Oh. Yeah. Same okay, church. Okay. Same church. Oh, same church. They fil- same, same filming location. Great. <laughs> and yeah, so our, our title, I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1997 slasher film that had Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay. Yeah. And her husband, Freddie. Fred. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> <Who do>? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Galecki was also in that in that movie. Oh, okay. Which one is he? Leonard from Big Bang Theory. Theory. Um, he, he's the son in he National, is in National Lampoon. Lampoon. <laughs> Sweetheart, your grandma knows I've got a real painful burr on my heel. And if you rub it for me, I'll give you a whole quarter. Okay. <laughs> a quarter. And I'll give Audrey a quarter too, Audrey. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, me either. But yeah, 97 slasher. And again, I don't know. It's because it's about a bunch of kids covering up an accident in which someone died. And that's not what happens in this. Uh, no. Yeah, no. It's not. Is it literally just like, to, like because she knows things? Maybe. <laughs> it's maybe it's just because she knows because things. Because she hears things. Is like Because I... Dean makes a better joke later on. About when he, radio? Or... No, because if they're going to make a reference to something, he calls her girl interrupted. Yeah. Yes. Which is a better reference to be making and makes more sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't... Unless I don't. there was a very early draft of a script that had anything to do oh, with it. Maybe. And they just forgot to change the title. They posted and they were like, done. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Done. Oh, oh shoot. shoot. Oh, it's too oh, late now. No it's on network TV. <laughs> Oh, we already handed in the tape to the network. We... So, this episode, they want us to remember that Castiel, Angel of the Lord, is a character. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm Angel of the Lord. 
<laughs> Raising of the witnesses. That was one of the seals that broke. That the prophecy is from Revelations. Uh, it's a sign of the apocalypse. The seals are being broken by Lilith. When the last of 66 of these seals breaks, Lucifer walks free. They want us to remember Ruby training Sam's demon powers. And that, the Dean's mad about it. And the Dean is, doesn't like it. We broke another seal with the raising of Sam Hain. And that is one of the 66 seals. We gotta stop breaking those. <laughs> <laughs> really kind of stop getting yeah, a lot of those breaks. I know. And Sam used his abilities. And, and Uriel's Uriel, like, hey, don't do that. We said not to do we that. We said don't do that. We told you not to do that. Dean told you not to do that. And he did it anyway. And Ask we told you. Dean what he remembers from hell. Yeah, and then he, he gets, Uriel gets sassy. And a little, little pissy. He's um, always pissy. He's always pissy. He's in a bad mood all the time. And, uh... he's gotta deal with mud monkeys. <laughs> well, and then, we you know, we want to remember that Dean does have memories of hell. He was lying. <gasps> Oh, you're a liar. Oh, you are a liar. Oh, you are a liar. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know the extent of what he remembers, right. but we do know he at least has some memories of hell. Okay, so then we have, now we have an exterior shot of a building with bars on the windows. Birds are chirping and there are buds on the trees and it's a very spring-like day for an episode that is airing and maybe supposed to be taking place in November. Right. Um, <laughs> do, we, do we find out where we are? No. I don't All we know is the name of the hospital. Yes. Which we find out through dialogue. Right. We don't know where it is. Okay, so it's like maybe it's in a part of the country that's like spring-like right now. Getting new buds on trees in November? I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't know it's what that LA. was. LA. 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 Thank you. LA. They do film in Canada. Like, I, I don't know what that was. Why why it was like that. But it was kind of weird. It was like there were birds tripping. So we are in a hospital room. There's a young woman. It's like a very exaggeratedly white room. Yes. <laughs> like everything in this room, the prop department was like, oh, like we get to put a white lamp on a white table with a white notebook and a white pen. Like, and <laughs> I don't know about how accurate they were trying to get it to be like an inpatient ward, but I feel like they were probably a lot of hazards in there that they did not account for that ward do, like the anti-suicide chairs and the doorknobs, like they had the regular doorknobs rather than the ones that you can't. Right, and mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the, like, of course for every, like, facility there's probably some different rules, but there's some standards, but like, I don't know if you're allowed to have, like, sharpened pencils. Yeah, you can't, no. You have to have, like, dull crayons and Right, stuff. like something that is a right. little bit harder to, like, stab right. people with or something or, or hurt yourself, but later we see her with colored pencils, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't yeah, know about that. Know. Anyway, so obviously made to look like some kind of like psych ward or mental hospital there's a young woman with like dark red hair sitting on the bed staring off like in the direction of the window but mm -hmm. definitely not looking out the window kind of in this unnatural tilt of her head like she's like straining to hear something but while looking off into nothing and we hear like whispering voices a woman's voice from off screen starts talking we hear her say anna do you know where you are this woman uh this young woman anna focuses kind of snaps out of it and looks down at her medical bracelet and i don't know is this woman like a therapist a doctor psychiatrist something like that but i have some problems with this woman yeah hippa that's what i'm saying <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, here's the book about she carries in her pants. And <laughs> what? Wait, here's the note. Wait, say that again. Mean... There's... <laughs> what? Yeah. Here's the notebook that she carries in her pants. <laughs> Words just came out of my mouth. 
So I have her down as doctor. Therapist was too long. I wrote it once and I was like, I don't want to write this anymore. So I just kept calling her doctor. For the subtitles when I was watching, it was very like, it was weird because it said like female voice number mm-hmm. one or something. Yeah. I'm like, is she going to turn out to be yeah. somebody later? Or, but they didn't want to reveal in the off. subtitles like that she, that this character has a name and it's like, oh. she's, she comes back yeah. like, later as like, she's actually a demon or I don't know. It was. They do not yeah, do okay, that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if it was like just a character that didn't have a name. Right. I don't know if she's credited as female, female number voice one. number one. <laughs> so she says, you're at the Connor Beverly Behavioral Medicine Center. We're zooming back a little bit, but still just looking at Anna sitting on the bed. And this doctor continues, like, do you know why you're here? Do you remember what you did? And the doctor says, you were hysterical. I'm like, that's great, right? That's not. Thanks, Don't say that. It took four people to restrain you. Then Anna turns to face the doctor and she kind of like starts to form her thought. She says, I was trying to warn them. And uh, we see, you know, this this doctor now, this woman sitting in a chair with a notepad, which this doctor, with her her notepad, it's a giant piece of paper. I don't know what it's like. It's like a good two feet long. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It It was like a desk calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Was it not like a lap desk? she was using or it was it literally I don't know it looked kind of like I thought it might have been a lap desk okay yeah it looked kind of like because she was holding it on like like one side with the pen and it kind (laughs) of looked like maybe it wasn't she's writing in Japanese and she has to go (laughs) up and down (laughs) up and down rather than that's weird I I thought it was like a lap desk or something but now I have to go back and look at first glance it kind of it at least reminded me of like a piece of poster board like (laughs) she's making a presentation she's making like uh yeah fourth grade trifold presentation So uh, Anna's saying, I was trying to warn them. And the doctor says, who? She's like, everyone. Forget it. It was stupid. Look, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the doctor. (laughs) If I were you, I think I was nuts. But it's all true. Yeah, the doctor's like, well, you can tell me. I'm here to listen. They're like, no. Like, you're you're here to wrap me out for what you think is me being crazy. She knows that it sounds crazy. Yeah. And she's she's, self-aware. Right. She's not like, if she was like far gone, she's not like so far gone that she doesn't know how to articulate. Like, doesn't seem to be like delusion. No, that's the thing. Well, so she is assuming that like that, you know, angels and monsters don't exist. She is far gone enough that she fully believes these are real. Yep. Yeah. But she knows that... If she says that or expresses what she wants to, that she, she knows... She knows nobody else is going to believe that. Yeah. And that she has to conduct herself in a way mm-hmm. that's... Even well, if she does tell what she believes is true, like, to this doctor, even if she does say the truth, according to her, like, that she has to be aware of how she's saying it and not get too, like, because the doctor's already called her hysterical. Right? Yeah. That's why she's like, look, I get it. Saying, you know, even if I was in your position, I would think that what this patient is saying is crazy. But you have to believe me that, like, I am not lying here. I'm not like just delusional like these are actually this is this is real mm-hmm. in the sense of this show though she isn't having delusions no 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 no, no. Um, what she is experiencing is real yeah. in, in as far as the show goes so anna says that the end is coming the apocalypse and the doctor kind of i know where she's going with this but she kind of she probes that question with like like in the bible yeah she's like apocalypse like in the bible for a moment i thought like she that this doctor is like going to end up being some other character or something or a demon or something being like how much do you know but i think she's probably leading her down this route to investigate if her suspicions are true that like these delusions (laughs) in quotes (laughs) these are are religious are religious in nature and that that might be the key of like how she's snapped 
right. is that it has to do with religion. But then Anna says, like, she's like, kind of same concept of mm-hmm. the Bible apocalypse, but details are a little bit different. And she explains, like, that Lilith is, she's like, this demon Lilith is trying to break 66 seals and free Lucifer from hell. He'll bring on the apocalypse. And she looks away and we hear these whis- those whispers again. She kind of leans in. Doctor tries to get her attention and she's like, sorry. Doctor's like, what were you doing just now? <laughs> she's like, uh, nothing, just listening. So, th- and this is where I was like, she is prying too much on the specifics, though. Yeah. This doctor is like, so you were saying there are 66 seals in the world? Going along with the delusion, maybe, to try and not make her mad or, like, upset, you know, like, talking to her, like, just trying to get all the details to, of what to... her delusions are, yeah. you know, but it's still, from the beginning of this episode, it feels like she is yeah. asking too and, much. And that may be a little red herring, yeah. especially, you know, as it goes on. But, yeah. Yeah. But then we, we learn, Anna says, like, no, there are about, like, 600, 600 seals, and she only needs 66 to break and no one knows which ones she's gonna do so it's nearly impossible to stop her that's why the angels are losing and we're all gonna die and i don't know if we've gotten that particular piece of information before no it's like ooh, we've heard from like Cass has only volunteered so much yeah and anna is hearing as we'll learn like all of the talk yeah she's and this all the this particular piece of information of that there's at least 600 possible seals and she only has to break 66 and no that's one knows new. which that which, would be uh kind of pertinent right like to hear from, you'd think yeah and it's like like, oh, they're not, the angels aren't just bad at their jobs. This is a nearly impossible task. Right. <laughs> but like, of trying to guess where she's going to go so next. why don't they have one angel stationed at each seal? And we don't know. They, he says that he they, says they have they a limited are, army and they they've already died. Infinite. Like, so, yeah, some yeah, of them have already fallen. Like, they are so not just infinite. Kill some uh, priests and nuns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make them angels. And you'll be fine. You'll have saints and angels in your. That's not how angels. That's not how angels are made. No, angels aren't just people who've died and become Mm -hmm. angels. Angels are not human. They are different. Even in the Bible, yeah, they're the holy warriors who are like the servants of God. Yeah, they're separate. They, they, they weren't are, human before. Yeah, no, they're different. Whereas we know now demons, at least some of them, right, were human. Our, in world, our world Bible or... No, supernatural. Super, in, in the world of supernatural, in our world Bible, angels are something else. Yeah. Okay, but what about humans? What do they do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they go to work. <laughs> like, in the Bible, if mythology, you go to heaven, you're just like a soul. Yeah, who goes you just, to heaven? You're just kind of like yeah, a soul that floats around and experiences paradise, according to the Bible. But there's there isn't like a path for like a human person to, to become, become an angel because angels are not humans. I used to think that paradise was ping pong. What? <laughs> Paradise, but wait, wait, wait. I pictured like a cloudy, almost like Barbie-esque world, uh-huh. but like everything's like white and blue. Okay. And dad and God are just playing ping pong on a blue table. <laughs> that, mu- that must have been from some like religious studies video or something. There must have been something. No, it was like weird dream, like like little kid imagination. How did ping pong get in there? Because I'm, 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 I'm thinking, thinking like that's the kind of thing that I was like, thinking because like dad youth... and I were playing ping pong all the time and I was like, this is really fun. This is, this probably... Fun. This is probably what heaven is like. <laughs> Well, it's probably wow. one one of the aspects. One of the of activities it. you can yes. do in heaven. Right. <laughs> Playing table, that is. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure officially there's no, like, activities in heaven. What? I'm pretty, like, officially. <laughs> no, officially your spirit is just like, experiencing paradise and is just content. So you don't do anything? There's no, no like. <laughs> what did you guys think heaven was like? I think the, like, kind of reflexive, like, image that comes to mind of, like, what I thought of when I was little was um kind of just, like, Mashing together the picture of like a long table, like Last Supper, mm-hmm. but it's like clouds mm-hmm. table that you can't really see much of, and then just like people like 
hanging out. Hanging out yeah. in like togas and things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone's yeah. wearing togas. togas. And like, like a big banquet feast kind of with like, you know, big goblets of wine and things and like people yeah. just like eating grapes. Like, you know, that's yeah. a very Greek thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Heaven is actually, is actually ancient, just ancient, ancient Greece. Greece. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think so I'd heaven have... is ancient Greece. Yes. That was yeah, what I, I pictured. I think I'm yeah. very similar. And like, just like bouncy clouds all around. <laughs> and like... People just yeah, just hanging out, just like walking around. Yeah, I think I probably I think I probably imagined it as like I think because there were two kind of images that weren't all in the same image yeah. for me, but it was like it was that feast table setting, mm-hmm. you know, people in heaven like milling about, having a party, having a feast, and then also a kind of separate image, but kind of same thought was that there was just like this like floating head of God sure around an entire field of like clouds okay. Like in, like in Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I by the Holy Grail? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, not as, like, collage, <laughs> sure. you know, animated. In this image, it was just, like, a still. So it's, like, as if it was a picture, like, an illustration right. from a book. It was, like, ah, like, illustration of, like, making merry on this yeah. feast. And then, like, illustration of just, like, old man head. <laughs> old man, like in Monty by that. Um, it was surrounded by, yeah. you know, this aura and uh-huh. then, like, all clouds, white clouds yeah. around it. Yeah. I was probably similar. Like, I had, a you know, you know the, the gates. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah. With a guy with, like, a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> the gate. Yeah. In a toga. The, they always say pearly gates, but I never yeah. imagined them as pearl. pearl. I imagined them as like gold, gold, or, yeah, and with like a big seal or something on it that that, that opens onto. It's just uh, the ground is clouds, yeah, yeah. and well, like Mount Hercules, <laughs> sure, yeah, and yeah. Like, and again, it's basically <laughs> just ancient Greece <laughs> is what I'm imagining, and which is very funny because it's like based off of like well you know Jewish tradition yeah. like during like you know what Roman Empire days you know Romans not not Grecians like <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Like, very, like that's different it's different yeah no I'm uh, like what I know what I'm imagining is. Like Socrates at the forum yeah. kind, kind of kind of situation. Bearded men in togas asking people weird questions. Yeah, you know, the, like, yeah, the, no, like people... the end of uh, the end of Mamma Mia when all the, when the, the Greek people from the hotel, all of them in togas, like yes, up in the class. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, ancient Greece setting, the ground is clouds, and people are just kind of milling about doing activities. Yeah. Is probably pretty close to what I imagined when I thought of heaven mm-hmm. as a kid. Because that's what all of the, the church art had. It was yeah. a bunch of clouds and people looking very serene mm-hmm. and wandering around in robes. So it was just kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know where the togas came from. So the new information about it is over 600 seals. Okay, so this is kind of the end of the conversation with this doctor. Later, we're outside Anna's room. A cart rolls up and it's like, like the, the top is like the little little paper cups of like mm-hmm. pills, like the, the medication round, like this would be a nurse. They say orderly later? Yeah, orderly. Okay. So this, like an orderly. Oh, an orderly is not a nurse. An orderly is the, the person who like pushes the cart and delivers the medications and changes the bed sheets and right. maybe cleans patients who are bedridden and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're not, they're not providing like medical right. care or anything. They're, they're just like, like hospital like workers with production the, people. Like yeah. <laughs> within the hospital system. System, yeah, but they don't. They didn't go to like school to be a medical professional. Like an orderly, you know, he's pushing this cart, takes a little cup of pills, goes into Anna's room. 
um, says, like, time for your meds, Anna. And Anna has her back turned. She's sitting on the bed. She's drawing furiously in a notebook. And the creepy drawing thing. Yeah. So the, the notebook is kind of like landscape. So there's a drawing above the one that she's working on, but they're like kind of repeated shapes. That was pretty obviously a stained glass window. Yeah. <laughs> a circle, like just like portions of that circle. Mm-hmm. So her back is to the door and the orderly like, you know, asks her, you know, tries to get her attention. She closes the notebook and turns to look at him and gasps and kind of like flinches away. The orderly's like, what's the matter, sweetie? Your face! (laughs) What's wrong with your face? And he almost like kind of smirks as he says like, I know. And his eyes go black. I'm downright kissable. And Mm. his eyes turn back and he, he shushes her. And closes the door, and she like looks to this like set of drawers to her right, and it starts to slide very quickly into him, and it like, smashes him into the door. His head and, breaks the window, and he kind of slumps down and passes out. Question mark. I um, don't, I don't because know. also, so is 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 a demon. Mm-hmm. We know this because he, his eyes go black and everything. Are there yeah. like low enough grunt demons that can't handle the physical trauma and the physical like body that they're possessing? Unclear. Because yeah. this would not knock out a demon. No, usually, right? Can possess people's bodies that... I'm trying to remember if we've ever seen a knocked out demon. Um, we've, we've seen demons tied up in chairs. We, yeah. we saw Meg was thrown out a window, but... We didn't she, see her. Like, we didn't see her actually knocked out, because then she she is up later, out. because we see her, mm-hmm. like, walking around her in the very next scene, like, to show that she's gotten yeah, up. But yeah, I don't know if I, she was knocked out. Like... I don't know. Unclear. I don't think... I but think this wasn't, like, know. falling out a window, either. This was, like, you know enough of a force from this like or so she's you know presumably using her, like Anna's using her mind powers mm-hmm. to to shove this set of drawers into into this demon man and um anyway so he he does you know pass out I guess <laughs> slumps over and she like runs past gets the door open and squeezes through and runs and then we go to the <laughs> so dumb to come back from theme, we're in a bar at night. Sam's drunk. He's playing pool. He's got the pool cue. Is that the, the stick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you think so. so. He's got his, his stick. It's <laughs> 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 cute. And um, some guy is like playing with him and like they're they're about to set up a new game. I think because he's just lost. I think yes. the, yeah. Yeah, as so, he's trying to win his money back. So he's like, he's like, one more time, give me a chance to win it back. And he's obviously drunk. And the guy's like, it's your cash. Like, I'll play. You're very drunk and you've been losing. And like, <laughs> so. I'm going to take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dean comes over and interjects and he's like, hey, my brother's a little sauced to be making bets. The guy's like, hey, it was his idea. Like, he insisted. And Sam's like, shut up, I'm fine. <laughs> he's like, no, you're drunk. <laughs> And so he's like, let's do 500. The guy's like, okay. <laughs> he slaps like a wad of bills on the side of the table. So he sets up the, you know, the little triangle with the, the balls and like, you know, and then and Sam gets to the other side and he's like, got his cue and he's just kind of like, not staggering, but it, take, it looks like he's taking him a minute to get it mm-hmm. lined up. They make eye contact though. Did you see? And, and like, they're kind of like, yeah. And he does it very well. Do you know what's happening in this scene? No. They're, they're hustling pool. Oh, but he's Sam's seen... not drunk. Oh! I thought he was! No! That part of the act is Dean coming over to be like, hey, my brother's drunk, please don't. What happened? No, this is how they make money. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. But then... They're hustling pool. Okay, that makes sense. You get a slight reaction shot, like, after he, after the break and all the balls go go everywhere, and it's like, oh, that was... You get a slight reaction shot from the other guy who's kind of like, oh... Uh... Like he, like he's starting to realize, like I think they're hustling me. 
Gotcha. So the reason that they don't continue this game, right, is that Sam, like, looks up after this and sees Ruby at the bar. But that he says to this guy, he's like, keep the money. Dean's and like, he's like, uh, he's keep, like keep, money. keep the money. Like, <laughs> he follows Sam's eyes and also sees Ruby. So they both walk over. Dean is very, like, antagonistic <laughs> right from the beginning. Yeah. It's like, you got a lot of nerve being anywhere near me. And she's very, like, I just have a message. Like, I have info and then I'm gone. And they're having a little, like, eh, eh, eh. And Sam's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the message? She's like, I've heard whispers. And dude's like, great, great. Like, demon yeah, whispers. Yeah, great, great, great. She says, Anna Milton escaped a locked ward yesterday. The demons want her. Some real heavy hitters are showing up. Ruby has no idea who she is, but she must be important. The order is to capture her alive. It's like, figured you'd want to find her before the demons do. Seems like, oh, maybe we should. He's like, we've already got a case. <laughs> We're on out of case, but thanks. And she's like, hmm, okay, case? He's like, yeah, leads. We got big leads. And they're just like, me, 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 me. And Sam's like, the hospital you're talking about? Yeah. It got a name. So then they're on the road in the Impala. Sam's mid-phone call asking for information on the missing person's report. Turns out this Anna Milton, yes, is a real person. Um, and he's like, is it a real case, though? Hospital's a three-day drive. Sam's like, we've driven farther for less. Dean does not like the situation. He does not like that Ruby is the one who dropped them the tip. And he wants more details from Sam about what the whole deal is with Ruby. And then Sam shoots back that he wants to know what happened to Dean and Hell. And then they both sit in surly silence for an extended period of time. As Sam looks forward and we kind of zoom in and it's a flashback to six months earlier. It's nighttime. Nighttime. Sam is like digging in the dirt with one hand. It's fairly shallow so far, but like he's digging and it's with one hand and there's a lot of effort being made to do this. Like he, he's like, he's like huffing and puff as he's like digging with one hand. He drags and puts like a little box into the hole and covers it with dirt. But the other hand we see is holding a liquor bottle. He's like, no, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> Why do you always come to a crossroad demon when you've got he, trouble? He is drunkenly burying a box at a crossroads. Yes. Uh, we see yeah, the camera from above, obviously a crossroad. He looks around, holds his arms out, and yells. He's like, come on! <laughs> da <Da-da>! <laughs> And the, ca- the camera, like, spins around. He's like, where the hell are you? He throws a bottle and looks down the road. And behind him, down the road a ways, a ways away from yeah. the crossroads, there is a male demon. Calls over. He's like, I wasn't sure whether I should come, but because you, you shot my coworker. <laughs> And he's in a suit. I feel like every time we've seen a crossroad demon, first of all, it's kind of a woman, right? Like, and then, but also it's it's usually like a woman in like oh, a, like a little, a little, black, little dress. black dress, yeah. So like semi formal, mm-hmm. kind of like has maybe was just taken from like maybe like a, a work party or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But this is so a man in a suit. Well, you know they're business people, they right? Wanna, similar, is, like it's similar kind of like like business business attire. Um, yeah, it's not super business casual. Like, no business attire. Yes. Business formal. Business attire. Business formal. <laughs> <laughs> the formal businessman who works at the business. <laughs> business things at the business. Vincent, um, adult man. Vincent, adult man. So the demon is kind of like a, a ways away down this road. Kind of between them is like this old dilapidated building. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like an old gas station or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some structure and then in front of it, like very overgrown and old. One of those big wooden spools that like cables come on and kind of like an old street lamp. So Sam kind of staggers his way towards the crossroads demon, and the demon is like, you're not looking too good, the pal. It's the wrong way. <laughs> you're not looking so hot. And you know, his eyes go red and back. So we're like, this is one of the crossroads demons that is a crossroad demon. And then as Sam is staggering up to at the, like, kind of midway point, like, in front of this, like, building, the demon's like, I guess burying your brother didn't agree with you. Sam raises his arms up. He's like, well, 
<laughs> and the demon's like, well, let's see that knife. And Sam pulls out the demon killing knife. He's got it like in his right hand, handle and fist, knuckles facing him, fingers facing out, and the knife blade on the right. I, that's a weird. It's a weird way to just he like pulls it out and just like, yeah. <laughs> like and then he slams it on the on the top like, of this like spool. Like, 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 like I'm gonna punch you with this knife. <laughs> <laughs> he like slams it down on the wooden spool as like a table, and he says, and no devil's traps either. I'm not playing games. So the demon approaches. He's like, so you want a deal? He's like, round and round the Winchesters go. And he kind of like leans on this like makeshift table. It's like, sorry, no. I was really hoping. What, that we'd have like a homophobic kiss? Well, I wanted to see how they do it. I wanted to see how they handle it. it. Yeah, but I was like, oh. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, come on, give me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we didn't even make a deal, though. <laughs> I didn't agree to the deal. I just uh, just wanted a little oh, <laughs> So Sam very quickly grabs the knife and stabs it through the demon's hand into the, like, wooden tabletop. I, just, I don't know why, like, the demon didn't see something like that I coming. Just, uh, uh, why he trusted him to keep the knife. He's like, show me that knife. Put it away. Like, put it on the table. Okay, I'm going to come up to the, to the table. table. <laughs> and I'm going to put my hands on the table and I'm going to lean in real close. <laughs> so he stabs the demon's hand through the table and he's like, I don't want 10 years or one year. I don't want candy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a cutie. <laughs> Candies for cuties. Containers for coins, keys, and candy for cuties. It's like, I want to trade places with Dean. And the demon's just like, no. No, no we have no. Dean exactly where we want he's him. like, take me. It's no, a fair trade. He's it like, it's not, not though. though. <laughs> and he's like, Lilith wants me dead. Just let her have me. He's like, it's not about your soul. Like, no, like, we have Dean. That's what we want. We do not want you. Yeah, he's like, this is this deal, like, wouldn't benefit us at all. It's just what you want. And like, yeah, maybe Lilith wants you dead, but that's, like, a separate issue. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then this demon says, well, you want to kill me? Do it. I've made peace with my lord. So Sam does kill the demon in ending the flash. Back. And back on the road, we return to a very surly Sam and Dean sitting in silence. It looks like he almost goes to say something and then stops. Yeah. And they just an extended silence. Everybody's mad at each other in the car. Yeah. So next scene, we're at the hospital where Anna was. The boys are in suits and they're in Anna's room with the doctor therapist from before. So they're going over the details of the kind of altercation. We learned the orderly doesn't remember Anna's escape. Slight amnesia. Apparently, she knocked him out. The blow caused some amnesia. He doesn't even remember going into her room. I'm like, okay, when you're possessed, you remember. Yeah, obviously a lie, because he works at a mental institution and knows that if he said, I was possessed by a demon yeah. <laughs> that made me go into her room, and then the, the girl in the room threw a dresser at me, yeah. and then the demon left. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he would but lose his the, job. I'm wondering, because also, we didn't see the demon leave. I don't know why he'd be sticking around, but like... Or possibly sticking around, to, yeah. To tell the lie. Possibly still the demon, yeah. Dean's kind of like, yeah, he's got like 80 pounds on this girl, though. Like, she shoved a dresser into him and 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 the doctor's like we think she planned this and hid behind the door Wait, behind the door and they're like, like that doesn't that make sense. sense unless it was like if the demon was still in there and somehow passed out and then came to before they figured it out like before the hospital staff like knew something was up did he maybe push the dresser back the doctor didn't say right that at the dresser said oh. apparently she knocked him out the blow caused amnesia maybe, maybe put maybe push the dresser and back. it was like oh no i don't remember but like she must have just punched me yeah yeah. Or like push me into yeah, the and yeah, the yeah. blow of the the my head hitting the door because she's like we think she waited behind the door I'm like yeah. she wouldn't if the she dresser was right there the, she yeah. so 
I don't know. So and they're like in the hallway. The doctor says that Anna's illness was recent, that two months ago she was a happy, well-adjusted journalism major with friends and a bright future. Dean's like, so she just flipped? And she's like, well, it's a tragedy of schizophrenia. Within weeks, she was having delusions. Sam's like, well, what kind? And the doctor hands them Anna's notebook. So they, uh, the doctor says that she thought that demons were everywhere. And Sam starts flipping through the notebook. You can't just say all this stuff about a person that was a patient here. Like, let alone give them her notebook? Yeah, because they don't have a warrant for a subpoena. No, yeah. They, like, they, there would they be can't... red tape. They can't yeah. just come in and be like, oh, we're we're with the sheriff's department. Tell us all about this patient. And then she's like, absolutely. I'll violate all of the HIPAA yeah. and give you her notebook even. And the doctor says, it's not uncommon for patients to believe that monsters are real. <laughs> He's like, that's just baddie. <laughs> So as they're flipping through the notebook, they're seeing, like, the religious iconography. The doctor says she believed the demons were everywhere. And then they see a page all about the raising of the witnesses and, like, the witness symbol. And they're both like, hmm, huh, <laughs> that doesn't have any significance with me. And, then, <laughs> and they turn the page and then there's a picture of Sam Hain on Halloween. With a picture of, like, houses and, like, you know, down, like, a residential street with jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. And Dean's like, huh, revelations. <laughs> She's like, did revelations have jack-o'-lanterns in yes, it? Yes, it's a, a little-known translation. A little condescending from the doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we learn Anna's father was a church deacon, so this doctor's theory is that's where the religious iconography is coming from, the religious paranoia from her upbringing. Yeah, that she thought that the devil would rise up and end the world. She's like, I hope you can find her. It's dangerous out there for her to be alone right now. The boys head to her parents' house, the Milton house. It's got one of those little signs out front that says, the, the Miltons. Miltons. They approach and knock on the door. No answer. Cars in the driveway. Yeah, maybe nobody's home with both cars in the driveway. Maybe they're out for a walk. Maybe they <laughs> Maybe don't be so pessimistic, Sam. I like, <laughs> left the cars in the garage. Maybe they took a plane and left their kid home alone. <laughs> there are other reasons why cars might be there, but... They're either. on a bike ride. Yeah, they went for a bike ride to the park. Apparently, no. it's like a spring in November, so... <laughs> no. So, Dean just lets himself in. Well, he, he tries, he's like, oh, the door is oh. unlocked. Mm-hmm. And they... <laughs> Which, to me, would say, like, oh, maybe they are home. He just lets himself in. Right. So, they do announce themselves as they walk in, saying that they're from the sheriff's department and they start to you know i think sam starts to say like oh we're gonna talk to you about your daughter and then he, finds mr he, and mrs millen like, oh. immediately he turns right into the living room and there they are on the ground and he just kind of gives a like a yeah. disappointed sigh just ah ah nuts ah nuts <laughs> well nuts They do a little investigating. Sam finds sulfur near the bodies. So these demons... So he puts his finger right in it and he smells it. He's like, like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's mysterious yellow powder. Let me test it. He doesn't waft it. He's like... (laughs) You don't smell like warm kitty. (laughs) You smell like... (laughs) Stinky. So these demons are not messing around. Dean starts to walk around, like, working the case. He's theorizing. He's like, yeah, so I'm Girl Interrupted. Which is a 1999 book uh, before. That's the one with Winona Ryder. And oh. Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And, briefly, Misha Collins. Oh, yes. Funny. So, yeah, so he mentions Girl Interrupted, which makes more sense because Girl Interrupted is about... A psych ward. A, about, about breaking out of a psych ward. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So he's working the case. Girl Interrupted. Busted out of the nut box. No, it's about the apocalypse. Possibly using superpowers, I might not. Sam is looking at family pictures and recognizes the church window in the background of one of the family pictures. He's like, hi, wasn't that in Sin City? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it was. It's also in her notebook. That's the the window she's drawing. So they figure she's religious, she's scared, running from demons, probably hiding in the church. So they go to the same church that's in Sin City. (laughs) But, okay, so they're immediately, we don't see them going, we see the exterior of the church, we're like, ah, the church. And then inside, they're walking, they're running 
upstairs in street clothes mm-hmm. carrying guns. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, they do like an external shot and you see their silhouettes like computer generated. <laughs> like it's, maybe it was real silhouettes, but, but it looked yeah. kind of silly computer running around inside the windows. But They're running up the stairs. And they keep their guns out and they see that she's there and they keep their guns out for a second after. It's like, don't they? think that she'd be like really scared yeah they're running around with guns in the church right yes and, and scaring her and she's possibly got powers right so their theory for now before they see her there is like okay so where would you go to feel safe the church they don't think do they think demons are already there because they beat them to the house and they're maybe preparing for a fight with demons possibly but why would they have guns for that and can't um, demons they can't go on some weak demons can't go on to hallowed ground right. we have seen powerful demons do it before meg is one. Oh right and we see now ruby's another yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so their their theory is that she's there to feel safe and they're running into the room with guns and I guess when they notice there's no <laughs> demons there right now and that they see that they go up to like an like attic room yeah. chapel like but, but it's yeah. not like the, it like, looks kind of like storage room but also like maybe a defunct chapel or right. something upstairs. They spot Anna hiding behind a stained glass window panel but like like just kind of propped up like yeah. this is storage for extra stained glass windows. They see her so they put the guns away. And they, they call over to her. Sam introduces himself as Sam and his brother Dean. It's like Sam? Not Sam Winchester. And he's like uh yeah. yeah. And and it comes out and she's like, and you're Dean? The Dean? Dean? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, and the, the Dean. <laughs> the framing is like, it's like, ooh, he, th- so this is the same director who mm-hmm. did Playthings. Mm-hmm. He does some interesting shots and this was one I really liked. It's over the two boys' shoulders. Mm-hmm. Dean is on the right, Sam is on the left. And Anna walks out and stands with her back to a stained glass window framed by it. The stained glass window has like a cross in the yeah. middle of it. And where she's standing at the bottom of the cross, the colored square panels kind of fan out behind her. Oh, cool. Okay. A little angelic looking. And and Dean being on the right and Sam on the left. Mm-hmm. I don't know how in- how intentional that that framing was, but it had a... I, I, I did really like that shot. So when Dean's like, oh, I mean, I guess I am the Dean. Dean. <laughs> She's like, it's really you. Oh my god, the, the angels talk about you. She's Just like, you and, and be in hell and, and Castiel pulled you out. Some of them think that you can save us. And she looks at Sam, she's like, some of them don't like you at all. <laughs> Sam is a little bit like, mm. Yeah. Like, oh. Me with my demon blood over here. <laughs> don't mind me. Like, kick some rocks. Like, <laughs> me and my demon blood over here. So we learn that she she is not talking to angels as she walks through this. And Dean kind of clarifies in his reiteration of what oh, she so just what said. So what you're saying is, uh... They lock you up in the case of the crazies. But when you're really just tuning into angel radio. Exactly. <laughs> and, yes. But she looks at it and she's like, yes. Yes, exactly that. Thank you. And, he, and he's like, yeah, I got yeah, that. I got, I got that, that one. one. That would uh, do pretty well, right? <laughs> Sam's like, like well, yeah, you got it, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got it, man. So Sam's like, well, when did this start? She says, I can tell you exactly when. September 18th. And they look at each other like, Dean's like, the day I got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says that the first words she heard were, Dean Winchester is saved. And then Dean's like, well, yeah, I guess we know why the demons want you. Like, they could hear everything from you. He goes, you're one nine hundred angel. He kind of <laughs> chuckles, and she smiles. She's like, oh, you're kind of cute and funny. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hey, are my parents okay? And they're like, oh. And they're like, before Let's they have change the subject. Before <laughs> they can. Uh, and Ruby bursts in. She's like, you got the girl? Good. Let's go. She's like, oh, your face. And I was like, like, her face? What's wrong with her face? And Sam's like, it's okay. She's here to help. 
<laughs> Dean's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Jerry's still out on that one. But also, he takes a second to be like, uh, Ruby's like, we gotta hurry. And he's like, mm. And <laughs> Ruby's like, big time demon is coming. We can fight about this later, Dean. <laughs> and takes a moment to take the entire scene. And he's like, it's a bit convenient that you're here the minute we find Anna and some big wig is on your tail. Ruby's like, I didn't bring him here. You did. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he followed you from her house. It's not like some, you know, it wasn't even like demon magic. It was yeah, like, no, he followed you guys. It's like, we gotta go now. Sam spots a statue of Mary crying blood. It's like, ooh, that's a... Uh... Ooh, too late. It's demon like... is here. So Sam hides Anna in the closet. Perhaps uses demon powers. Um, well, first he, he takes out it, a the, flask. Holy water, maybe? Possibly holy water. But then, but he puts it back in because she's like, she's like, no, no, you gotta pull him right away. Right, so no, no messing around, I no splashing holy water. It was... Like he was trying to get to drink. First. Was it for his like so liquid it, courage? It looked, to... it looked like it had a cross on it, so it looked like see. maybe a holy water flask. But it was big, so it's like what would it be like? Oh, this is enough holy water for what we might need it for, because you know flasks for like yeah. liquor don't have to be huge, right? Because like, but... so, okay, so we don't know what was in it, right? But I think there's a little like continuity thing where he takes out the the flask and uh-huh. she's like, "You got to pull him right away." And, and Ruby's <laughs> like, "No time for this. He exercises the demon, or we die." And then he pulls the flask out again, <laughs> and then like, and then <laughs> the bag back. <laughs> so and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna use my demon powers. And then he's like, I'm I'm ready. I got my hands up. I'm ready. Footsteps up the stairs. The door gets blown open, and a guy walks in. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to. I was expecting someone that we had already seen in the or episode. Or like the praise, like, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, <laughs> what? Who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> like, you were. You came in. You came in with guns. <laughs> I was just trying to get the Halloween decorations. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the attic for what? Like, what? Well, I was checking on that spare stained glass window panel. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a guy who walks in. He does have fun acting choice though mm-hmm. he like he walks up and there's like a little bit of a railing to like finish the walk up mm-hmm. the stairs he draws his hand along the railing and it's just kind of like mm, being casual and then he like looks at his hand afterwards like oh gross dirty yeah. i thought yeah you're gonna say any leaps over the railing <laughs> it vaults over <laughs> <Parkour>. <laughs> <Fun acting choice. laughs> Just, just decides He's to like, do a mm, stunt. Whoa! <laughs> They're like, whoa! <laughs> just gallops toward them on all the <laughs> They're like, I didn't know he could do that in that body. That guy's like 50 that's, years that's, old. That's, 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 that's what you need to hire like Doug Jones for. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, Cre- to creepy do monster, the, creepy. the bridge yeah, the, and then turn the, around. Yeah, yeah, do the turn around bridge, turn your head upside down. And then scatter. The skitter, not scatter. <laughs> So uh, Sam like holds up his hand and, and he tries the, the, the and the demon like put puts his hand to his throat and his eyes go cloudy white oh, and then back to normal and he coughs and he's like that tickled. I'm sorry, keep doing it until you keep laughing and you fall over. <laughs> so you can pass it out. Run, yeah, run. He's like stop, stop, stop. Don't really stop. Now guys go stop. Not that kind of tickle. <laughs> Sam lowers his hand, and then he's, he's, like, he's like, he just uh, gives up. He's yeah. like, well, I, well, guess I, I tried. I, hello, well, I tried. Because <laughs> we're gonna die. <laughs> The demon's like, you don't have the juice to take me on. Demon, does the demon toss, gra- like, grabbing Sam through the air. And there's, like, there's like, a, like, a sh- like, the camera's facing Sam as he's being, like, ca- Peter like, Pan towards like, them. On, on, on a wire, just like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> through the air. But then he's thrown down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, I just thought yeah. it was so silly. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, like, wave it, like, arms, arms, and, like, arms rotating, legs kicking really slowly. <laughs> 
And maybe it was not so silly to me on my watch through because I watch it at double speed. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like a normal throw, but not like a whoa. A little bit slow. And like, I think they were trying to exaggerate that it was very, like, it was up off the ground more, I think, than usual. Like, it was like up and and over. And that the demon did it like like, lifted. Very powerfully, Mm -hmm. right? Kind of like lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Dean sees this happen and is like, well, I guess I'll go in with a knife and try some punches. <laughs> yeah, he goes to, like, stab the demon. The demon's like, hello again, Dean. Ruby just opens the closet very quickly and, like, grabs Anna. And Anna's just, like, screaming. Dean and the demon are fighting. The, no- the knife gets tossed to the floor. And the demon's like, don't you recognize me? He's like, oh, I forgot. I'm wearing a pediatrician. <laughs> he goes, we were so close. In hell. <laughs> See, I, but I don't understand who... Is it going to be referenced later who the name he says? Dean says it's Alistair. Sam swings and, like, stabs the knife in Alistair's chest. And, like, Alistair faces <laughs> Sam. He's like, you're going to have to try harder than that. But then he's like... But yeah, yeah. No, he's like, he's it like, takes he's like, him a like, while to like, like s- actually. This re- it hurts. It does hurt. I gotta be strong, but <laughs> this does hurt. One moment, and just briefly, I do want to remind us: this knife had no trouble killing the seven deadly sins. Yeah, yeah. Who is this guy then? <laughs> Who were they? A duke of hell, like <laughs> duke of hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Dukes of hazard. <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Sam goes to Dean. Alistair struggles to get the knife out of his chest, but he's still struggling. The boys look to the big window. They kind of look at each other, other, and then they run. And I was like, wait, no. No! No. That's not the plan! That's That's like a a third story window. Don't do that. Like, of a church probably with high ceilings in the first floor. Don't do that. Yeah, no, they jump. They just jump. Um, And they they jump through this this big stained glass window. How did they know they're going to break it? (laughs) (laughs) They just clung out! They do. They, they. I guess it was a very thin stained glass window. Yeah. And Alistair pulls the knife out of his chest, and the boys are they've jumped through the window, and he looks out through the broken window. Later at a motel, we get a close up of Sam sewing up his own gash in his arm. It's pretty good. It's like a. It's, it's like a pretty good, grody. It's a good grody, meaty sewing up and it of made his me arm. Be like, oh, owie. That's a... And also, yeah, and it shows, I think that's a good example of, like, we don't always get... We get, you know, them, like, you know, bandaging up things or, you know, all, like, cut up faces and, like, washing their faces and things. But, mm-hmm. like, this... Not that it's the first time we've seen suturing done, but it's it's very... I think it's a good example of, like, doing something like that to yourself after mm-hmm. it, you've already gotten a wound that nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is hard to do mm-hmm. and like, like sam is struggling to he's like mm-hmm. and he's like like every time that he's like put, you know he's pushing the last like the needle through for the last like stitch and, and um, Dean's like you done yet <laughs> well he does at the bathroom sink gargling and he spits and like spitting blood yeah, yeah. um he's like, almost done and so it's like i'm going as fast as i can and he's <laughs> <laughs> like okay i need you to pop my shoulder back in it's dislocated so dean takes a swig from the liquor bottle and sam finishes like the suture like tying and cutting it and um he, he's like give me give me give me give me, give me, give me. <laughs> and pour some over the wound. Don't do that. No, I mean, just don't give do my wounded little you drink. Think he just have he just, he just, antiseptic he, in just, their bag. He just or like, drank right out of that bottle. Don't do that. <laughs> like they have a suture kit. Like they must have some. And just like water basic, is, yeah. better, is better than using. Just don't don't do that. And it's just show how tough he is that he yeah. can pour, pour liquor, out, brown liquor, brown like, liquor <laughs> on his wound. Gross. It's gonna get sticky. Yeah. And so Dean's like, so we lost the knife. It's <laughs> like, yeah, saving your ass. Like who was that guy it's like no one good who was that guy <laughs> who was that guy <laughs> who was that <laughs> who 
was it? <laughs> so Dean's like, we gotta find Anna. Sam's like preoccupied. He's just like, oh, Ruby's got her. It's gonna be fine. And then he's like, you know, come on. So he gets up and, and goes out to help Dean pop his shoulder back in. And I he goes, okay, on three. And he prepares them. He's like, one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good way to do yeah, it, I guess. And, and Dean takes a second to catch his breath after that. And he's like, are you sure about Ruby? I think maybe she used us to find the radio girl and brought the demon in to kill us. And he's like, no, like she took Anna to keep her safe. Oh, well, why hasn't she called? But it's like, because she said we had been followed. Yeah. We were probably just followed. Probably watching us. Like, that's why the demon let us go. Killing us would be no problem for that guy. Like, so we gotta lay low and wait for Ruby to contact us. I lay low. <laughs> Dean's like, why do you trust her? And I was like, I told you. <laughs> and Dean's like, you gotta do better though. I, I want to understand, but I deserve to know more. So we get a flashback. Sam, staggering, drunk into the motel room, gets jumped by a couple demons. One of them is a blonde lady. Like, in like a leather jacket. Who, <laughs> so she's cool. <laughs> who identifies herself as Ruby. She grabs her knife back from him and she's gloating about how... She got out of hell by convincing Lilith to let her go, and all, all she had to do is find Sam and kill him. And and he's like, yeah, okay, do it, yeah, do go ahead. And she's like, okay, you're making this a lot Here easier. Here we go. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do I'm it. Gonna don't do it. <laughs> I don't and, don't me. <laughs> and then she stabs the other demon and is like, let's run. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here. So they're in the car on the road at night. Sam is driving. Ruby is uh, in the passenger seat, and she's like very like the tone. Is, she's just like, you know what I would love right now? Some French fries. 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 Ruby loves french fries. <laughs> She's like, I escaped hell, I deserve a treat. Sounds like I deserve a reward. Maybe something in the form of a little fucking treat? In a little fucking treat? And, and Sam's like, I am not in the mood for this. Yeah. And she's like, a thank you would be nice. No. <laughs> He's like, who asked for your help? She's like, well, I went through shit. <laughs> She's like, I'm a fugitive for you, Sam. I risked a lot to get back to you. And he's like, again, who asked you to help? She's like, I just want to help. <laughs> like, again, who asked you? Can you help me save Dean? She's no. Like, no. no. <laughs> Nothing I know of his power would love to do that. So he pulls over. He's like, I have no use for you then. Get out. Like, uh, like, what? To, I'm going to help you, though. And he's like, no, that's like, not. Get out of the fucking car. <laughs> the fuck out of my lane. <laughs> <laughs> Whose body are you riding, Ruby? Yeah, and she's like, you've never mm. asked me that before. Why do you care? Yeah, he's like, I'm asking now. She's like, I don't know, some secretary. He's like, let her go or I'll send you to hell. Fine. Fine. We are in a hospital. We see a woman being pulled off life support. She's a Jane Doe. She's the Ruby that we've seen. Yes. She, she is Genevieve. Pops up. Demanding french fries. <laughs> <laughs> she flat lines, right? Or like there's yeah. like a tiny second where it's like they're dead. about to declare her dead. Yep. She gasps awake and demands french fries. <laughs> but my question is, she says, okay, well, she says that she like waited around until the spirit left. Well, that well, means she, she that was in a coma. She was on life support. She, yeah. no, right, no, no, no. She, she was in a vegetative state. There was nobody in there. I'm saying like, but we didn't see the demon possess the body. Yeah. So was she already there mm -hmm. and then maybe like hmm. before they came in to yeah. life support and then she said and then up. she decides mm -hmm. to uh, wake up but but she was but the life support was i don't know i don't know again another thing where it's like but we didn't see the demon right, we didn't see the so there we see sam is in a shack cleaning guns and ruby is at the door knock knock um <laughs> she says she is in a socially conscious body she's got a like a certificate of <laughs> like of, of, of this is a jane doe body yeah uh, she's Iris Cycle. Al Gore would be proud. <laughs> In their conversation, she concedes that she cannot bring Dean back, but she can get him Lilith. Okay, let's go right let's now. Let's go! He's like, I'd have to do that psychic shit, though. She's like, okay, I know you think it's spooky. He's like, skip the speech. I'm ready. Let's go. She's like, whoa, bump the brakes. <laughs> slow down, cowboy. Whoa, slow down, Maurice. <laughs> whoa, slow down, Maurice. 
to, one of the deals is he has to get sober, and this is going to take some time. And he's like, that's not fair. <laughs> that's, no. Yeah, what do we, we need from you? Uh, some patience and uh, sobriety. I promise I'll teach you. So we see him attempting to exercise a demon with his mind. It is very hard. It gives him a headache and his nose bleeds. It's not good. He he tries twice with this one tied up demon, like sitting in a, you know, a devil's trap. And he's like, ha ha ha. I like that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> when he can't do it and the demon laughs, Irby just stabs the demon in the neck. Then we get this significant shot of the devil's trap with like a scratched out little spot on the perimeter. Yeah, is that just showing is that just it. showing that Ruby can walk through it now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's her apartment now too. <laughs> yes. Her shack. <laughs> it is very with, like with holes in the roof. And like it's an overgrown trees, and trees growing through the window. It kinda yeah, and I don't know we we can't tell like where it's supposed to be. Like Who what knows? kind of climate. But it almost feels it's like these like boarded up windows but it's all vines and things growing yeah. over. So it's like obviously not in a place where he would need like insulation at night, right? <laughs> Yeah. So Ruby tries to console Sam about Dean, which is just kind of the wrong move. She keeps claiming to know what it feels like to be human and lose someone. She was human a long time ago. Yeah. And she tries to put her hand on his shoulder. Yeah, she reaches out to touch his shoulder and he swats her away. He's like, don't. I can't. And she's like, Sam, you're not alone. And and she she, like bites his face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like, ah. Very aggressively, very aggressively kisses him. He pulls away and walks away to the other room. And he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And she's like, Sam, it's okay. (laughs) He's like, no. She's like, what's wrong? He's like, where do I start? (laughs) And it's very dramatic. And she continues to attempt to seduce him insistently. She like kneels down on the couch in front of him and takes his hand, puts it on her like midriff. Yeah. And and, on her abdomen. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, what is it? Is it this body? (laughs) And it's like, and and then they successfully seduction. The clothes... I think because it's very because the way she says it is like, like, are you scared that it's wrong and bad and we shouldn't? Like, are you like a little, you're a little baby? Are you, are, you, are you being a little bitch baby you about this? Bit no! Bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a little coward. Like, you, you can't like go there with a demon. You're like, a little scared. <laughs> So clothes come off. A very of violent, sexy scene. Very violent, sexy scene. Pants drop on the floor. <laughs> Which Dean interrupts with too much nudity in the story. Which is kind of, seems a little out of character for him sometimes. It's his brother. It's his brother. Yeah, but, but even I then. I don't need to know the specifics. Like, even then, there have been times where he's like, hey, don't leave out any details. Like, But I think he's really joking. Yeah. But when, yeah. if Sam actually says it like he does here, he's like, hey, okay. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. I, I thought I may have wanted you to talk about it, but it's like, no, no, that's I, cool. I, it's like, I read a lot of fan fiction while you were gone. Stop, stop, stop. Dean's like, he's like, all I've learned from this story is that Ruby seems like a manipulative bitch. Yes. Who screwed you, played mind games with you, yep. and, and, and uh, like she's I, trying yeah. to turn you dark. Yes, I would agree with all of the above. <laughs> right. And he's like, but there's more to the story. <laughs> like, so after all of that, they put together that through omens, Lilith is here. We get another flashback. Coincidentally, in the town that Sam's been like hiding out in for like a couple months now. Like, who knows? Since five months earlier, so it's been a month. Yep. Sam is preparing to go after Lilith. Ruby's like, you are not ready to do this. This is not going to go well. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, remember last time? Like... And and she realizes that he doesn't want to survive this fight. He's going to go in there, he's going to fight her, and then he's just going to die. So Sam doesn't care. He takes off. He approaches a house and can see a little girl in a dress at a table. It's like, obviously. Table full of, like, sweets, sweets? And, and candy. Or, uh, candy, candy for cuties. <laughs> Containers for coins, keys, and candy for cuties. He breaks into the house, knife at the ready. 
to attack the little girl. What would happen <laughs> if she's just home and having some snacks? You mean if the well, if also, this is just a little girl? Well, yeah, but also that there wasn't anything going on with demons or anything in the house. This was actually just, just a, little a little girl, girl who likes having cupcakes after school. <laughs> yeah. This is how she dresses. And... Set up a little buffet for herself. As he approaches her, she spins around in tears and begs to go Please home. And he gets jumped by a demon. The knife gets knocked out of his hand. And the demon's like, Lilith sends her regards. She can't make it. Ruby shows up to the rescue. He's jumps like, oh, the Ruby, demon. you're in so much trouble. But, she says, like, take the girl and run. And Sam grabs the girl. Ruby fights this first demon. And he pins her. You're in so much trouble. Yeah. Things are good. We drag you back to hell. Um, oh, wait till we tell mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Sam has his hand out and he exercises the demon man. And the demon smoke comes out of his mouth and he falls to the floor. And the, the smoke goes out of the floor and it disappears. And Ruby's like concerned because he's never successfully done it at this point, we think. Or that he's also never done it without having a lot of pain. Right. So he's like, I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> Nose is bleeding. But yeah. yeah. So back in the present, he asserts that Ruby helped him survive. After Dean died, she told him the things he needed to hear and got him through that grief mm-hmm. and also, like, physically saved him on, yeah, on a number of occasions. She, she, he's like, in that instance, she came back for me um, <laughs> and she saved me. And then we hear a, like, knock at the door. We hear yeah. someone from the hallway say, like, housekeeping. Dean's like, oh, no. And this maid says, like, sir, I've got clean towels. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to the door and he's like, can you leave him outside? And she just pushes in. And he's kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> she closes the blinds, drops the towels, and pulls out a note and hands it to Sam. She's like, I'm at this address. He's like, what? She's like, go now. Bathroom window. Don't stop. Uh, don't take your car. Don't pass. Go. She's there like, are demons in the hall and in the parking lot. And he's like, Ruby? He's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. So I'm possessing this maid for a hot minute. <laughs> he's like, what about... She's like, coma girl? She's slowly rotting at a cabin with Anna. She's like, so I gotta hurry back. He's like, see you soon. Go! <laughs> and, and she just leaves. And Dean's and, like, what? And I like this actress mm-hmm. <laughs> for her very short bit. I yeah. like this. So there's a cabin in the woods and the boys are approaching through the woods. Ruby opens the door for them, lets them in. And there is Anna sitting on the couch. She is okay. Ruby saved her life. And she's like, yeah, she's not like... She's not like other girls. <laughs> she's, she's not like other girls. She's okay. Yeah, and she saved my life. And Dean's like, I uh, heard she does that. <laughs> I guess I... Yeah. They you know. know. <laughs> She's like, everybody's like, what? Like, you're not, I'm not going to let you. Yeah, the, no, you're being weird. Yeah, he's like, I guess I owe you for Sam. I just wanted to, uh, you know. You know. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, don't strain yourself. He's like, okay, good, good, good. Moment <laughs> over. Because <laughs> that was awkward. Because <laughs> to Sam and he's like smiling at Dean like. <laughs> like, oh, you're apologizing to but my you girlfriend. you had a little awkward conversation with her. And Anna's like, oh, great. Now that you're here, like, Sam, can we call my parents? Tell them I'm okay? <laughs> so Sam has to break the news But he her. does it. That's what the, no. He goes, um, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? And he sighs, Anna, and he sits down. He's like, um, your parents. And, and she's like, what? And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like, no, no. They're, no, they're not. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she just sobs. And she's like, why is this happening to me? He puts his hand on her back and as she's crying, yeah. sobbing over all these things. He's her like, parents die. And she's like, why is this happening to me? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just very quickly, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then she breaks off sobbing, and she has this horrified expression. She can hear voices. They're coming. And the electricity starts crackling. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So they're like, okay, crap. They grab Anna. They shove her in another room. She's like, I'm used to this at this point. Yeah, right. And they shoved her in a closet. They're yeah. like, back room. But they shove her in a back room. Uh-huh. The back room? And, <laughs> and Ruby's like, okay, where's the knife? And they're like, um, about, about that. that. <laughs> You're kidding. 
Hey, don't look at me, says Dean. And says, like, thanks, thanks a lot. lot. <laughs> Dean, like, <laughs> smiles. The door blows open. There's lots of wind. Flapping of wings. Castiel and Uriel enter. Cass's hair, I feel like, is a, an absolute disaster. <laughs> well, they just had a this giant is, fan button. Is, it looks, well, it's like, it's like he, he hasn't prepared for the fact that they, like, fly everywhere. Or, <laughs> I know. Uriel's fine. He's wind. bald. Right. Cass is always like, a little bit disheveled. Like. He's always a little bit disheveled. I feel like in this scene, his hair in particular is like, whoa! <laughs> he's like, sorry, I just woke up. Yeah. Uriel flew me Cass here. Is, Cass's bedhead is a thing for the first couple seasons. I like that. So they're, they're like, surprised that it's say that it's angels, right? But that, yeah. and then, but I like that their surprise could be like, ah, oh, you're there. <laughs> oh my god, Cass, Cass, get a mirror, get a brush. <laughs> Do you look at your at your hair before you leave? Like, Ruby's eyes just go black, and they there's a tense standoff. Cass and Dean are staring at each other. There's a lot of there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of eye contact. But because Dean's like, please tell me you're here to help. We've been having demon issues all day. You're always like, I see that. Would you like to explain why you have that stain in the room? And Ruby is not saying shit. She's like, I am scared. This is scary. You really ask that question, like, explain why you have a stain in the room. And Dean kind of turns to Sam and almost like, like he's going to have an excuse. But then Cass is like, we're here for Anna. And Dean's like, like, here for her, like, here for her. We're here for her. <laughs> like here for her, like here for her, like like we're here for her, or like, like, <laughs> like I don't know what. I don't know what. what, what? Do mean? I think he. I don't know if he was saying like here for her, like like we're here for her, or like like, like here for her, like you're, like you're here to take her, yeah, like yeah. here, here not, for her, like, like to pick her up, here for her to like I don't know what. I'm not yeah, or but like, we got you, girl. Right, I don't know much much clearer. Sam asks, "Are you going to help her?" <laughs> Because yeah, Euro's like, stop talking, give her to us. He's like, are you gonna help her? And Cass is like, no, she no. has to die. <laughs> but he says, like, no. No, she, she has, has to, to die. die. And Cass and Dean just stare at each other. And then the episode ends on a to be continued. <laughs> Everyone turns to look at Anna in the closet, like, well. <laughs> Everyone like, just standing and staring at each other. Euro's like, like, why are you looking into a back room? <laughs> like, it's like, uh, yeah. No reason. <laughs> We're here for Anna. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> why, why are you looking over there? No reason. No. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, then we all just stand and stare at each other, and the episode goes to to be continued. <laughs> Which I didn't know. I didn't look. Up, I didn't know this was a two parter. No. I forgot it was a two parter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's this going? Oh no! I know, there's so much... We're so far into it. This you know, or like yeah. into this episode, and I was like, they've been doing a lot, and they don't have. The, we don't know what's gonna. How are we gonna resolve this? Yeah. They don't have enough time left in this episode to finish this story. Cass comes in, he's like, okay, we're here to take her to heaven and give her a spot <laughs> in our army. No, we are promoting her to angel. <laughs> yeah. So you can come with us. Anna, and... you got a promotion. <laughs> You're on it in camera. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> so what do we think? It's alright. It was okay. I liked um, I like the Sam <laughs> sexy scene. <laughs> the Sam sexy scene. What second one we've had with him? Yeah. Over the whole show so far? Because the first one was with the werewolf girl. Mm. Right. Was there anything or no, because the the dream with Bella. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bella dream. But I think this is the second actual one. But oh, still, okay. same tone. Because the, the werewolf one was, was very vi- violent. violent. Yeah. And like the sex scene we got with Dean was sensual. much more sensual. But then the the, the dream sequence with Bella was a little bit more gentle though. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. he—that's the little check-in of like, yeah. are you sure you want to do this? Like, yeah. you good? And this was much more violent, right? So I didn't think it was violent. Well, no, as in like more like assertive and very like a lot more like rough than what Dean's mm-hmm. like scene was like in that that one episode. And then what we we haven't seen you know other like actual like sex scenes with Dean after that I don't think, but we saw him like you know <laughs> like, jump, yeah. jump <laughs> into the bed <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah yeah. Whereas that that's funny that he would be more like that. In or like more like you know gentle and like letting mm-hmm. a you know a woman like take control kind of and then or like goofy but that he's very like you know macho as like a as a uh, you know I, I'm just a man kind of character but <laughs> but that Sam's are consistently so far same kind of relying on like physical strength and like all you know just very, up <laughs> very walking around the room <laughs> <laughs> very yeah very assertive and rough so I liked that we got some more information from that time, mm-hmm. like the, the flashbacks. Because all we heard, you know, was very like, well, Sam is not doing so well. And we're like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But but to see that and be like, you know, to see his... Because mm-hmm. he, he had talked about that he he tried to make a deal with the Crossroads human before, but we didn't see it yet. Well, we, so. well he, that's the one he, he shot, right? Didn't he immediately after summon one and then shoot it? Because oh, she wouldn't yeah. deal. Was that it? Maybe. I, th- I think that's, I think he did. So this is this is multiple attempts he's, he's doing. Yeah. But nice to, to see the these like flashback scenes and I think to get more of the the reason for like the, the chemistry between Ruby and Sam. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, they already they had that when like before the end of season three. Yeah. A little bit. Because she was, you know, she's always just trying to get him to use his powers and, you know, manipulating him by saying, oh, I know how to save Dean or like not saying that she doesn't know how to save Dean from his year left and all that but then you know whether good or bad you know that the reason that we've seen kind of this like familiarity between them after Dean comes back mm-hmm. I just I think it I don't know if they, what they were trying to do if it was like trying to show you that she's that she's saving and that she's helpful that she's like I know what you're going through and then like, and he's like oh she like helped me get through that time I don't know the intention <laughs> of like the writing is like see she's she's reasonable she I all mean, the, for a demon I guess for a demon but all of the like these scenes just kind of prove more to me that she's just as if not more manipulative than we thought she was. To me, it's yes. I think what they think they're doing yeah. is showing... See, like, we can trust her. See, or, we can trust her. I don't know. I mean, I would have fallen for... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, say, I'm, I'm not saying she's not good at being manipulative. You know, whether or not, like, the, the end is that he, he feels he made it through that time because of her. Mm-hmm. And that she was there, and if she wasn't there, he wouldn't be here. And, like, that's, you know, okay, that's how he feels about it. But, like, it's after being manipulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his but view I don't of it. Know. Does she care about him? Because I feel like she does. Oh. We don't know. And whether she like... does, it's like what, how she's going about it. Because she is a demon. She's mm-hmm. demon, but also it's like even if you have like you know maybe long ago memories of being human, like you're using that as like you know, I know what you're going through, trying to relate to him. What he needs right now is not what you're trying to do. In that moment, what he needed was the like just supportive friend, mm-hmm. and like a supportive friend who you know can gauge whether or not he needs space, but also be there because he's a little bit of suicidal ideation going on mm-hmm. but like he does not need her to take advantage of that situation and say like trust me this is what makes you feel good you're feeling bad right so like i'm gonna make you feel good and like why don't you why why, why would you say no to, to think, feeling good when you feel bad i, I think best case 
she is trying to help him, but like that's her. Those are her only tools. Yeah, she's a demon so. because she's a demon. But which, but in the same breath, she's like saying, "Well, I I, I, I know about humans. I, I remember. Know, I, I understand. Um, this is what you need." It's like, yeah. yeah, but it's a little. Yeah, and there's there's a disconnect there. I think, and I think that's the best case scenario here. Yeah, which and we don't know. That's what I'm sure. hoping for though, because it's it's like yeah, like she's she's been helpful as far as we can tell mm-hmm. in things like the cases and and all this. Like at least you know giving them information, if not like actively helping them through something like that. But just emotionally. I don't know. Like, it feels like I just, yeah, at this point, I just can't tell whether she's actively, like, maliciously using Sam's vulnerability or if that's just the only way she knows how to get through to somebody mm-hmm. at this point because it's been so long since she was human. Like, mm-hmm. and, or th- that's the only thing that she could think of is, like, you're a sad man. You want this? This yeah. will make you feel happy. Right. And we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. But I don't think it did what they wanted it to do. Like, the, these flashback scenes. Like, right. But I think it was it was cool that we, that we see this side of her even more and that good outcome of Sam being like, well, I got through it because of her and she saved my life. So, okay. Interested to see what happens in the To Be Continued. Yeah, it does definitely feel like hard to judge based mm-hmm. on the fact that it's just a part one. But what we've gotten so far, I think it was pretty good. I agree. Okay. So then join us next time for season four, episode 10, Heaven and Hell. Anna recalls her past and Sam and Dean understand why Castiel and Uriel want her dead. So we'll find out what happens on the To Be Continued next time on Season 4, Episode 10. Until then, I have been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. And I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song, Brook Music, as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3IgitsPod on most of the internet, and get in touch with us by emailing 3IgitsPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.